Well, howdy, friends. It is a pleasure and an honor to be with you today. I'm Maria Sotolongo, Development Director from St. Joseph Catholic School in Bryan College Station, and you're listening to Red Sea Catholic Radio, KEDC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. You can also call us if you'd like to be a part of this conversation at 85 Love Red C. That is 855 683 7332. I hope you're having a wonderful start to the new year, that you had a blessed Christmas season. And today is going to be a fantastic conversation. Pour yourself a cup of coffee, get yourself a drink, sit back. Maybe you're driving, maybe you're sitting um, at work. Today we're going to have the pleasure of Talking to Sofia Fonseca de Nino, she's here with us at today's Roundup. She has a Master of Architecture from Harvard University and a Bachelor in Science and Environmental Design from the University of Houston with more than 20 years of experience in pre-design and strategic alignment services. Sofia brings a really unique insight into the research and training needs that face places like real estates, uh, companies, facilities, and other workplace professionals. So from working with companies that are really large and that are nationwide and even global companies like Spotify and BP, Sophia also is the mother of four. And as if that weren't enough, she has a podcast that is called The Inner Room. And last but not least, she is a magnificent friend and sister. And I know that because, ladies and gentlemen, she is my actual sister. <laughs> Yay! Welcome, Yay. Sophia. Welcome. Uh, it's a wonderful word to St. Mary's, a place that I love because my yes. daughter is here as a freshman. That's right. Um, Sophia has two boys, um, one that went through U of H, also an architect, and then the second boy who is at, no longer a boy, young man, at Yale. He's a senior. Can't mm -hmm. believe that. Mm -hmm. And what is his um, degree going to be in business? Economics and Global Affairs. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And he is also my godson in full transparency. And then the twins, um, the girls, one goes to UT. We won't talk about that. But the other goes to A&M. <laughs> so <laughs> talk about how's divided. How, how has that been? That has been uh, neutral. You have to be Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> the parents have to be uh, either a little divided or neutral. Yes. Yes. Very much neutral. Amen. Yes. Well, um, I know that we have the pleasure of talking to so many different people that come through Roundup and we talk about everything, Sophia. And, and so it's cool that we get to talk as sisters, because if people could see us in our real day to day life, I mean, we and because we're bilingual. Sophia, you are the one actually, I don't know if you know this, but the one person out of my entire group of friends and family that I actually can weave in and out in Spanish and English yes. and it, it doesn't matter. Like I know you get it and there's very few people that can do that. So we'll be like, and yeah, the other day I was over there. Te lo puedes creer lo que me pasó? No te lo vas a... Mira, well, this is what happened. And so we won't do that here today for no. the sake of people listening, but... um. But it's awesome, sister. What a what a huge treat it is to talk to you today. So we could talk about so many things. I want to get started, though, although I um, in your introduction, I mentioned that last about the inner room. I really think, sister, that is that is a masterpiece. That is I feel like you're kind of a, a silent rock star. Mm. Uh, you know that, that you not really because you have a great audience and you've been building it. You have what, over 700 podcasts like episodes? Mm -hmm. Yes. That's and true. so tell um, tell us, tell the audience that might be new to what the inner room is. How would you describe that? 
The Inner Room Emotions in the Bible is a podcast that focuses on the daily scripture readings for the Catholic Church and looks at a way of connecting the Old Testament uh, or, you know, the, the epistles to the gospel reading using the psalm as a way to learn how to pray. And it's a project that started during COVID mm -hmm. because of your godson, Marco. Mm -hmm. And I gave all the children the opportunity to sit and uh, look for a project when the lockdown mm -hmm. was announced, thinking we might have a day or a weekend or a week or a month. Mm -hmm. We don't know how much, but let's use our time wisely. And so I had conversations with each of them about what project they might take on. And each of them took a project. And then yeah. Marco looked at me and said, what about your project? And ah. I said, well, I'm still thinking about mine. And he said, I have a project for you. You have been telling us uh, since we were little about the readings of the church. And we would play a game, especially mm -hmm. on Sundays, about connecting the, you know, what is the theme and yeah. how would you connect the Old Testament reading to the New Testament reading. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, you, you should do a podcast about that. Mm -hmm. And of course, I didn't know anything about platforms and he downloaded everything needed. And, mm -hmm. and we did that first uh, podcast and I thought, oh, cool, I have a podcast. Yeah. And, but I had no idea what, you know, what reach it had. But the platforms now are such that you created in, you know, I did in Spotify mm -hmm. and then it immediately uh, becomes a podcast in Apple and Google yeah. and, you know, even some radio stations. So in the most amazing way that very day, uh, somebody that I've known for many years, mm -hmm. but I hadn't spoken to in probably 20 years, mm -hmm. I went to school with her and she called, you know, she emailed me saying, Sophia, I uh, have become an atheist. Mm -hmm. And I saw your podcast and I was shocked. Mm. How in the world did you see yeah. the podcast? The Holy Spirit, and, for sure. Right? And how can, um, how can I have a conversation with you? And I really feel that was God's way of, of saying, keep going. Because mm -hmm. I would have thought, hey, I have a podcast. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. But um, we talked for 12 weeks, once a week. And so that created kind of the momentum to, to build more for, for my friend, mm -hmm. you know. And, and talk about so many projects that have started out of COVID, right, that, that we kind of maybe had to be shaken a little bit, stirred a little bit in uncomfortable ways to come up with these gems that the Holy Spirit kind of plants in us that God knew you were going to do this podcast. Mm. You are doing it. And uh, again, using your son, using your children, using your, your husband, using what you have been studying your whole life, which mm. has been the Bible and, um, and just our Catholic faith, you are such an example of what it is um, to raise saints or at least try to, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so through your podcast, I know you talked about like your atheist friend. Do you hope or what is your, your goal, you know, that you are planting these seeds maybe for other parents or for other people listening, you know, whether they're single moms or you know, single, still not married or, or just entrepreneurs um, to really get to know the word of God, to really delve into the daily readings. What is what what is your hope? I know it's kind of evolved maybe into different things, but mm -hmm. what do you hope with your your podcast? It was clear when I started that God in, in my prayer time would say, do not worry about who's following or I didn't know how to do that very mm -hmm. well anyway, but um, this is a, a, a an act of obedience and discipline. And <laughs> this speaks of my personality. I thought, oh, you know, I've done 
with my friend three months, you know, I've done a hundred podcasts. That seems like yeah. a very round number. So I was, <laughs> okay, I'm done. And God always found a way to let me know that I wasn't done. So at that point, I got a call from another friend that had a very dire situation going on at home. And she said, Sophia, your podcast has gotten me through the summer and uh, it has been daily inspiration. I didn't even know, you mm -hmm. know, somebody like her was listening to it. And so I realized, okay, now I have another friend that I'm doing this for. But then I reached 375 and I thought, Lord, mm. that sounds a very round number. It's a year, <laughs> you know, it's the daily reading. So, you know, mm -hmm. Father Mike did a year. So yes. I am done. <laughs> uh, but it clearly, I mean, I got another phone call from somebody who had a child that almost committed suicide. I mean, very dire things. The Lord mm. used very dire things to tell me, keep going. Keep going. And so... So talking about what was the hope at the beginning, the Lord really had me doing something out of discipline and obedience. Then he let me know some people were benefiting from it, but I wasn't to care about what that was, just continue doing it. Mm -hmm. And just this last year, I was saying, Lord, do I continue with this in the same format? And faithful as he always is, he, you know, he brought me the answer through my children again. Mm -hmm. So Sabrina, who is a student here at, at, uh, a&M created a flyer, which I brought for your review, since okay. you're an expert in these things, to say, start inviting um, guests mm -hmm. and why don't you begin with students? I did mm -hmm. a, a couple of tryouts in the fall with some students mm -hmm. at A&M when I came to visit and they have such depth of insight. Yes. And, and I think that that is maybe the, the next stage of the platform mm -hmm. to, to have them provide their input. Mm -hmm. Um the children also, or the children, the they are, my kids also came back from Seek and A&M oh, yes. had an incredible presence there. They were yes. the largest and uh, they brought clips from mm -hmm. a lot of the uh, conversations. Last night we were listening to Monsignor mm -hmm. um, Shea that did the, oh, the yes. opening keynote speak uh, speech. And I mm -hmm. was just moved by the students' incredible passion in 20,000 showing up gave me uh, a sense that maybe the Lord is doing things in their life that in a, in a whatever way mm -hmm. he intends, maybe that this can um, expand it or it can mm -hmm. be a conversation that is life-giving because yeah. what the Monsignor said, a lot of students, and I, I teach a class as an adjunct professor at the University of Houston, so I see it in my own students, mm -hmm. that there has been a sense of depression, anxiety, right. mental anguish, um, present in students mm -hmm. and Monsignor was saying maybe we should think about what it's like to grow up in a world where God is really rejected and maybe their mm -hmm. response of the young people is the depression. aligned with the fact that their world is really uh, rejecting God. Mm. So I thought that's a very interesting thing because emotions in the Bible is the second part. The inner room is how do we learn how to pray? But with all of these emotions that we have and our students have, mm. how do we guide them using the Bible as a roadmap and as mm -hmm. stories being catalyst for deep thinking about characters in the Bible that have gone through the same things? Mm -hmm. How do we use those to align ourselves with God's purpose for our life. So the emotion mm. part of it has been important for me as a way of inviting others mm -hmm. very authentically to express how are you dealing with the sometimes difficult, violent, mm. uh, rejecting environments where you are studying or you're working and how mm. do you align this? How do you use the Bible 
as a weapon mm -hmm. against, you know, these kinds of um, uh, attacks, mm -hmm. uh, but also as a kind of a guiding light sure. to take us to, to heaven that our job is to become saints mm. and that that's real. That's beautiful. Really beautiful. Sophia. Um, yeah, that, that it's a map. I know you've, you've spoken to me mm, in the past about that, like our own emotions, you know, that anger can be a map, that it doesn't have to be something negative, you know, that happy or sad, that, that they are emotions and that, you know, Jesus had these emotions. Jesus himself got angry, you know, Jesus himself was frustrated or sad or disappointed. So um, I also really love that you, that you use that your own experiences, your own stories with your kids as we've been talking, but, but that you go so deeply into these people uh, that are in the Bible. And, and I just have never seen that. I've never heard anybody else talk about that, the specifically the emotions in the Bible. And then that, like how we pray. Um, so I think that's awesome. That's beautiful. Um, so talking about prayer, what are some of your um, favorite or maybe most um, go-to prayers that you have seen personally change your personal life or maybe in that and all of the students you've had and the the people that you've encountered? Because I know you also are, are a speaker um, in many different forums. So what would you say are go-to prayers or go-to, you know, readings. I mean, I know I never pray, really, and I don't like to admit this, but I'll be honest, I never really prayed the St. Michael the Archangel prayer until mm -hmm. I was like 40. Mm -hmm. I, I never, I just never really prayed that. Mm -hmm. And um, and so here for the last 10 years or so, okay, I've been praying it, but but what would your prayers then be that if somebody mm -hmm. said, you know, what, what do you recommend I pray every day? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, the rosary is the, you know, preeminent prayer because Our Lady has asked us to pray it. Mm -hmm. And recently I had to give a couple of talks on the rosary. And mm -hmm. one of them, interestingly, was uh, to a group of my Protestant friends. We yeah. have a, a weekly Bible study and um, there's only a couple of Catholic ladies. We're mostly uh, surrounded by a lot of other denominations mm -hmm. that just love the word of God. And it has been a an interesting garden where mm. to cultivate uh, the, nice. the the prayer uh, because they pray in a very different way. Uh, but we were doing devotionals and I was asked to do one of the devotionals and I was asked a similar question. How do, how do you pray? Mm -hmm. And to describe the rosary to my Protestant friends was mm. a very interesting and daunting uh, task because mm. I had my own preconceptions about what they thought mm. and our, you know, Our Lady was very clear in how to present that in a very simple way because it's just her request. But I was able to look back through history at places where the rosary has been a definitive protection against mm. evil. And that I, I was talking on October uh, 8th, right no. after the October 7th attacks. Sure. And so it was timely to put it in the context of how the rosary has been protection mm. and how do we address uh, difficult environments that are violent as we were watching mm -hmm. what was happening in Israel that, that day. Mm -hmm. So I, I gave them the uh, example of Immaculate Libagitsa in, in mm -hmm. the book that she writes, Left to Tell, where she hides in that closet and prays the rosary for 
the months that she's there and, and, and she has uh, revelation and visions and uh, encounters just meditating the rosary in that incredibly difficult place. Mm. And I also gave them the example of the Jesuit uh, convent in uh, Hiroshima where the bomb was dropped and the place was protected and, mm -hmm. and, the, and the brothers did not suffer any kind of radiation effect. Mm -hmm. They were studied for years afterwards and, mm -hmm. and it was miraculous, but it was the promise of Our Lady saying, you mm -hmm. know, in a place where the rosary is prayed, I am there and you'll mm -hmm. have my protection. And they had physical protection. So it was incredible to know that sometimes we just give our own um, little seed that the Lord says, speak to them about this and trembling and not sure like, mm. oh, yeah. how do I do this? Um, I, I, I knew that was my job. And so promoting the rosary has mm. been important for me because it has been my go-to prayer. Sure. When it comes to the podcast, what I what I do as kind of the go-to prayer is praying the Psalms okay. because the liturgy of the hours, you know, is based on the 150 Psalms being prayed by the, mm -hmm. you know, first church environments where mm -hmm. they would pray the, the uh, prayers of the Jewish uh, tradition and they would pray those. And in fact, the rosary comes from that tradition as well. Mm -hmm. So praying the, the Psalms is a really important thing because it connects to the emotions as well for a right. time of trouble, for a time of distress or an anxiety or joy or ex exaltation. Mm -hmm. The Psalms can accompany uh, different emotions. Mm -hmm. So that is using the Bible uh, and then using a prayer that is favored by Our Lady. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know the, the, the rosary sometimes to, like you were saying, your Protestant friends or, you know, any other person, even Catholics that don't pray the rosary. Um, yes, it is something that was directly advised or, you know, recommended by, by our, our, our Mother Mary. But some people, what do you say, you know, the, the why or why do we, why do you pray? it? Like, why do we pray the rosary? Why is it such an important prayer in your words? Mm -hmm. I mean, you've already addressed very much the protection. That's mm -hmm. it's a very important prayer. Um, the repetitive nature of it, like, how do you describe that to somebody? That I mean, why are you just sitting there praying Hail Marys? Right. I think the approach that I used with my friends that I think resonated is that we have these uh, focus on mindfulness now in the world. You see it in the workplaces, in the corporations where I work as an architect. I see it. Mm -hmm. They promote mindfulness. Uh, seminars, exercises, they have yoga rooms where you can come and find mindfulness. And if you look at the idea of passing beads, it's actually mm -hmm. a tradition that you find in every religion. Mm -hmm. the, our Muslim brethren have it, in, and you have other religions like the Buddhists and others that also have these beads. That's right. So Stanford University, I like looking at studies because as, mm -hmm. as a teacher, a professor, you have to show you know some guidance data. On, on data. And there is a relation between the uh, movement of the fingers mm -hmm. and the tapping of the fingers and the ability to achieve a state of mindfulness. Oh. So the rosaries, as we pass them, uh, create a connection in the brain that produces a mm -hmm. state of peacefulness and mindfulness. So that is why over the years, over the centuries, you see this as something mm -hmm. that many cultures uh, practice. 
But the repetition is a way to allow our monkey mind. We have Mm -hmm. monkey minds that are going all over the place. And when we have that repetition, it's almost like, again, in other cultures, they have mantras and they repeat them. Mm -hmm. And the repetition allows the monkey mind to become focused so that it's not all over the place. It Mm -hmm. it creates a, a, a guiding discipline that allows your mind to keep coming back. Mm. And what are we repeating? We are repeating angelic words. Mm. I I don't have better words than what, you know, St. Uh, Gabriel said to Our Lady. Mm. We're repeating with the angelic host the words, the very mm. words that they w- were brought to Our Lady. Mm-hmm. So when I know that the words I'm repeating are angelic, I I can also sort of swim into them Mm. because they are they have been spoken for our salvation and then the other words are the response of saint elizabeth Mm -hmm. you know that blessed are you mother mother of god Mm -hmm. so so it's when when i was telling my friends when you think we it's a very biblical prayer because in in our protestant uh groups everything is about the bible and so Mm -hmm. the uh, rosary is very much a, a biblical prayer mm-hmm. that is repeated over and over. And our job is to allow that repetition to create a, a mental space where I can meditate mm-hmm. on the Annunciation. I, I can use the exercises of St. Ignatius and say, mm-hmm. I will place myself in that room. So when mm-hmm. I, you know, praying the, pr- praying the rosary regularly, especially if you're in a, in a, quiet setting, Mm -hmm. uh, you can imagine where in the room do I want to be? Where do I see the angel Mm -hmm. coming from? And because I am singing angelic words, my mind can now focus on where do I place myself? Where was Mary? What was happening Mm -hmm. in that room? And to do that for every image, again, it's a very biblical practice. Mm -hmm. So that's how I presented it to to my friends Mm -hmm. as a practice that uses ancient ideas but also modern science mm-hmm. to bring mindfulness and it allows us to enter more deeply into an experience based on these bible moments that are important uh, for us to understand jesus's mission and mm-hmm. our own related to right. his ah you just put things so well <laughs> sophia right in place and you, yeah, you do. You paint this beautiful picture. So if you are just joining us, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are listening to Sofia Fonseca, the Nino, who um, is a master at many things. And uh, she also has the um, the amazing gift of that of words. She has a podcast called The Inner Room. And um, she her experience or her training is in architecture. But um, she also ha- happens to be my sister. So I wanted her to come and share her wealth of knowledge um, from mindfulness and biblical um, mysteries and the, the angelic words, as you beautifully put that, um, Sophia, I want to talk about something that you and I have talked about, but I was not really, I don't know if informed or aware of um, the beauty of what it is to to, to have a court of heaven mm. um, and how you've been training me and informing me so much. And it's been so useful and so beautiful and as we enter into this new year, maybe for folks listening, you know, for for families, for friends um, that might need this, I really just think it's so powerful. And speaking of that, of weapons, of tools that we are given as followers of Christ, what is 
the court of heaven that we all mm-hmm. have at our disposal. Mm-hmm. We find the image of the court of heaven in several books in the Bible. We see it in in the book of Daniel, of course, in the book of Revelation. And then Jesus speaks words about the court of heaven, about the fact that there is a place, of course, where judgment will be held. But it, there is a place also where God's ultimate vision for our life, what he imagines and visions for our life is possible. And a place where our, our own actions are inscribed mm-hmm. because we will have to come and and, and, and pass judgment at the end of our life. The, uh, co- the court of heaven is a place also where we can um, count on Jesus' intercession for us. He says to Peter, the devil has asked for you, but I have prayed for you. Mm-hmm. We see that our intercessor, our advocate, mm-hmm. our, um, our victor mm-hmm. is there interceding for us. But there can be things that we have done in our life, uh, things that we um, maybe are not aware that they create a soul tie or a bind. Mm -hmm. And we have been blessed in our family to know some incredible priests Mm -hmm. that have shed light on on the issue of soul ties and also on uh, relational ties and also on those that are in bloodlines. Mm -hmm. And how do we then help ourselves through the intercession of the church uh, to cleanse these bloodlines mm-hmm. that may have been uh, sort of tainted by our choices, the choices of those in our, mm-hmm. in our family. You could see that there is perhaps a, uh, a, a divorce theme in, mm-hmm. in your life or an infidelity in your life or a uh, bankruptcy. There might be mm-hmm. a, a theme that you observe. Like a recurring theme and, that goes from generation yes. to generation. Right. And sometimes people don't know how to break that. That's what you mean? Like there's a soul tie? Right. There's a it, soul and tie. And it does, does, does it have to be just family? It's not only family or is it? Well, we know from the priests that we attended masses where you can cleanse the, geneal- the genealogy mm-hmm. of your family. And there, you know, there are three three hour long masses mm-hmm. that 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 um, help do that, but we can also intercede in the court of heaven mm-hmm. using what what Jesus tells us that you know asking for the specific uh, release mm-hmm. of certain things that we may have through our own actions uh, tied mm-hmm. in our life, maybe previous relationships mm-hmm. or ways of thinking that are tied to poverty to mm-hmm. to just. Um, having a recurring thought that maybe mm-hmm. comes from if you know a family member that just repeats it and and mm-hmm. it becomes yeah. our our very own mantra so when we intercede in the court of heaven and ask the lord to be our advocate in a particular way we can see that some things are released and some things are broken mm-hmm. and we can then have newness of life in that part where the lord will release uh, the abundance of his grace mm. so that we're no longer tied to those uh, ways of old thinking that, right. you know, the old skins with mm-hmm. the, with the new wine can actually be uh, implemented in our life mm. in a very real way when right. we take advantage of what the church offers us there. Who that's a lot. I love it, sister. Um, you said that you said uh, something that just gave me this chills almost um, that Satan wants you 
or no, that Satan called you, but I've prayed for you. Yeah, he says that, Jesus says that to Peter, that he had asked for him. And we see it in the book of oh. Job. In the book of Job, it's in a very clear way where mm. we see the devil coming up to, you know, that kind of court of heaven mm. and saying, I want to uh, mess with this very mm. uh, faithful, righteous man because oh, he's yes. only, you know, That's so... Right faithful because his life is going so well. Mm. So we see it there in probably the most clear way, Mm -hmm. how the devil really has a target on the back of those that are doing God's bidding. But that's why we, we pray the prayer of protection of Mm St. Michael, the archangel, because we know that we are calling forth the heavenly help that is available Mm -hmm. for us, knowing that the Lord has won the victory, but that the devil is, you know, going to spend his time seeking the ruin of the souls mm. of, you know, anybody that is not awake and aware that we're in the middle of a battle. Mm. Uh, um, my parish is St. John Biani and um, mm-hmm. I've taught some of the, or, or led some of the high school classes, the CCE. Mm-hmm. And I tell my students that if they can enter into the story of salvation, it is the most incredible video game mm-hmm. you could ever imagine. It's happening <laughs> in the imagination, but you've got, you know, the the, the evil side and That's the good right. side and, and they're at odds. And we know that the good side is has mm-hmm. already won, but the battle is very real because mm-hmm. it's still happening on a daily basis and, and it's happening in our hearts. Mm-hmm. But then that means it's happening in the world. And many times asking about their emotions is a way to see where that battle is happening. Mm-hmm. So I will begin the, the class by saying, what, what are you feeling today? You know, sure. and, and sometimes the students know how to say that. And other times they say, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, what do you mean? Fine. I'm okay. Fine. Mm-hmm. Just fine. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they tell you, you know, I'm tired or I'm stressed or sometimes you'll hear students say I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you um, are able to, paint that picture that Mons- Monsignor Shea painted for yeah. the Sikh students, you know, at, at the convention that, that the, it's a real battle that mm-hmm. uh, in the university, oftentimes we hear the devil is not real. Right. And, uh, and we, we realize that it is very much uh, real and mm-hmm. that just like Peter had a target on his back that he's asked for you, but I've mm-hmm. interceded uh, that the Lord is interceding for us as well however if we give an opening to the devil mm-hmm. you know and it can be through the music we listen to to the right. uh, movies we watch to the way we speak to the mm-hmm. things we allow access if we give access in our life to the dark side to the devil mm-hmm. then then the devil has a way to enter into that place mm-hmm. but wherever our foot treads the word of god tells us as well the lord it wants to extend his kingdom. So we have authority mm-hmm. over the uh, territory that the Lord gives us. And that starts with ourselves, with our marriages and families mm-hmm. and workplaces. And we have to be mindful of how we engage with things that are not of the Lord, because mm-hmm. we're giving foothold to mm-hmm. the devil to, to enter into. And that's where, again, the court of heaven right. is a way that we, uh, we come back for repentance saying, Father, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I realize what I've done. And and sometimes we find there, oh my goodness, this is something I learned from mm-hmm. somebody in my family. It kind of goes back and you realize there's a pattern mm-hmm. and we can we can break the pattern and even help those in the family that maybe are are mm-hmm. faltering in the same way. Right. Um, you know, there's so much um 
blurring of the lines or like leniency or like permission, you know, nowadays given um, for the, like the young people, especially, you know, like everything goes, you do you, it's okay. You know, choose whatever. It doesn't matter, you know, just be happy. And, um, or like you said, in some colleges and even high schools, like they, they say, oh, you know, the devil's not really real. Just do what you want to do. You only live once. Those kind of mottos that our young minds are getting fed. So, I, I, I mean, is there, is there a solution? I mean, do you, what do you see like as a, as a mother and as a speaker and, you know, author and researcher and, and all of your experience, like what, what is the solution? I mean, yes, prayer, mm-hmm. not giving up this celestial court, court of heaven. It, 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 what, what do, what do we do? What do we say to our kids? You mm-hmm. know, when, mm-hmm. when they are being fed at some, in some world that they are friends that they encounter that, that it's okay. You do you or don't judge. And, all of that, like you can be whatever you want to be. I think you speak truth because the truth sets us free and they have to hear the truth. And the truth is written in our hearts. That's what God tells us. And we also know that the Holy Spirit is groaning from within us with inexplicable groans. That means that the action of the Holy Spirit is within us. So when they hear truth, that truth that is already within us resonates and it becomes amplified. Mm -hmm. And that means when they come to the world and they hear lies, they know how to Mm -hmm. combat them because they, their soul has resonated with the truth. And it doesn't mean that it's always easy because I know my kids have brought very difficult topics to the house that they've heard Mm -hmm. uh, both online and they've heard with their friend circles or when they they're Mm -hmm. out in the world and many times they have had explanations that are so in depth that they question the faith which is Mm -hmm. very healthy we have to question so that we can get to the truth Mm -hmm. and jesus always invited us to a depth of conversation and met us where we are so we can meet our children where Mm -hmm. they are but then speak truth to them there and controlling in some way and that word control is is a very mighty word but controlling the media that Mm -hmm. they are fed is very key delaying it as much as possible Mm -hmm. is very key because in the formative years we know that social media can have an adverse effect Mm -hmm. on how they develop uh, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually Mm -hmm. so trying to delay access to the internet um exposing their minds to things that they are not necessarily mm-hmm. ready for or that are actually evil mm. is is a key thing to do. And I think in years to come, we will see that that will have to be legislated in some way right. because we're going to see the effects mm-hmm. of that. However, if they have social media that where you know, we have gone into you know my phone to ask questions Mm -hmm. if you ask questions even there i've said to them many times i don't know the answer to that you know and we've gone to look for the answer then you also find that the phone becomes (laughs) yeah through the algorithms becomes much more adept to bringing you messages that are Mm -hmm. aligned with what you're trying to Search to search for so i think speaking the truth uh minimizing uh, social media and mm-hmm. praying together as a family is really important because mm-hmm. it's tried because it's 
everybody says that, but a family mm -hmm. that prays together stays yeah. together. But teaching them how to pray, how to go to the Bible, how to read one verse at the end of the day, uh, the Word of God is is a weapon for our joy, mm -hmm. and it helps us to to stay in a joyful place. It helps us to know that Jesus came, that we may have joy, and that our joy mm -hmm. may be complete, and that we keep coming back to Him. In the world, there's trouble, but He's already defeated the world. So mm -hmm. the message, repeating the message, I actually write the Bible verses and put them in their backpacks uh -huh. or in their pockets so yeah, that yeah, they yeah. find, they find <laughs> if they're dealing with something, I'll find a verse. And, and, oh, you know. I like that. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have four kids. We, we were five kids growing up. Um, Sophia is the oldest. You're the oldest of, um, of us five. And out of, five of us, only three of us are practicing the faith. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe in these last five minutes that we have, let's address just briefly what in your experience as the oldest, but also as just a, a daughter of God and, and that a creative mind, a, a very just juicy and, and full of wisdom kind of a mind that you have, sister, what can we say to families that are out there listening that it's either a mother who has a kid that has strayed from the faith or it is the individual that has strayed from the faith and somehow um, they they just don't believe or they they don't think that there really is anything out there. What 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 do you find um, sometimes can bring people back or what would you say to, mm -hmm. to that statement? Well, the two siblings that we love and have strayed from the faith are godparents to two of my children. So mm -hmm. they ask lots of questions about you chose someone, mom, that is supposed yeah. to teach me the faith. <laughs> and I tell them, well, sometimes I think uh, the relationship between a godchild and a godparent can be both ways that mm -hmm. uh, since we have the faith, um, it's our job to pray for them, intercede for them, uh, offer sacrifices for them because the Lord will answer our prayer. We believe that he says, ask and you shall be given, knock mm -hmm. and it shall be opened. Because he said that, we know that in his time, when he chooses, uh, there will be a return. And we see small victories that keep us praying for them. Uh, you know that they were looking for yeah. a school for one of their children. And because uh, they live in a different country and there's a lot of secular education and there's a lottery, uh, there was a uh, chance that they wouldn't go to Catholic school. And we prayed a chaplet of mercy and we offer, you know, masses and we offer rosaries. Mm -hmm. And the school that they got <laughs> was, you know, the school of the Sacred Heart. So to us, that was a gigantic victory mm -hmm. to say the Lord has a plan and we trust him. And even though it doesn't look like it right now, even though they're not able to join us in everything we do, mm -hmm. it's it's uh, our job to keep praying for them. Right. And it's, a, it's our job to trust that the Lord will do it because mm -hmm. he said he was going to do it. He's going to do it. Yes. And uh, we have seen in some cases in our family, uh, redemption stories that happen mm -hmm. in in death's bed mm -hmm. right we've seen salvation stories that happen all the way then right. uh, so we trust that the lord is doing it and that we don't give up which is what the devil wants us to do and that was again mm -hmm. monsignor shares uh he ended up saying the, the the devil wants you to give up right so what we do is we don't give up mm -hmm. we keep praying 
Amen. We will, even when we don't want to. Um, just saying that we don't want to. God gets it. God, I think that somebody once telling me that, you know, God can take your anger and your frustration. Just tell him. I'm angry. I don't even want to play Lord, pray, Lord. Right. But, um, <laughs> but you know, pray. So we have about one minute left. Um, sister, thank you so much. It's been, it's been really a dream come true. We've never done this, know. you know, uh, to where we both can sit together and, um, in this kind of environment, um, just have an awesome conversation. What a gift it is really. This is also a uh, proof that, that God works in such mysterious, beautiful ways. So, um, if people want to listen to your podcast, just briefly tell us how, how can we do that? There are several, several inner room podcasts. So this is the inner room emotions in the Bible. So mm-hmm. they can find it on Spotify, on Anchor, on Google, on Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Facebook and they can also leave a message sure. there. And for the A&M crowd, we will have some posters uh, where they can scan and nice. let me know if anybody wants to be uh, featured in, in the podcast nice. as a guest. Awesome. Sofia Fonseca de Niño, The Inner Room, Emotions in the Bible. That is what you need to look for. Love you, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Besos, besos. Besos. And thank you all for listening. We are Red Sea Catholic Radio, and we're going to be right back after just a few minutes. So go get yourself a, a drink, stretch out, and come right back. God bless, and we'll be seeing you in just a few minutes. Six feet under